Hey friends, it's Candy Barone. Welcome to the show. So let me ask you, are you ready to say yes to yourself? Are you ready to live your life lit and lead your living legacy? Then you stopped at the right place. Buckle up because here we go. It's about to get raw, real, unscripted, unfiltered, and we're about to jump down some amazing rabbit holes. Let's do this, y'all. Let's get aligned as fuck. All right, all right, all right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are tuning in from. I think I got the set up right where I'm going to be right side up on Instagram today. So I've got both Instagram going. I also have Facebook, uh, YouTube. So wherever you are tuning in from, hopefully this is streaming great. Today we are going to do living your life in HD part two. So yesterday, if you remember, I talked about, cause I am going live yesterday, today, and tomorrow, uh, just to give you some foundational elements around the magic that is your human design. It is that energetic blueprint that allows you to understand yourself better. It really lets you see, hello, hello. Oh, great to see you, Modu, welcome. Um, and so when you look at um, how you're wired, you look at where you have opportunity, human design plays a really big part. So yesterday, just to recap, I talked about the five types and their strategies. And so I wanna highlight that again, because. I also want to bring in the signature for those types because this is the way that we're actually designed to live our life. And the reason why I think this is so important is we have a culture that is all about what we can accomplish, what we can achieve, how much we can get done. It's all about the hustle and the grind and the burn and the churn. And it's all about how much quantity. And I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday, and we have this notion around output instead of outcomes. And so it's more around quantity versus quality, right? We have a culture that demands that. I remember when I was in uh, corporate, it was really around this space that was like, you need to do more stuff. You need to produce more something. And sometimes it was like another slide deck for the slide deck we already created, or it was another document, or it was another check the box kind of like process thing. But it is, it's that, that idea of let's, we got to be busy for the sake of being busy. And so when you understand that we have this culture that demands that, right? We have that ultimate four letter word that hangs over our head. That's all about how busy can you be? Um, you need to do more, 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 more. Like we have this concept that more is better. When I want you to think about that, it's actually less is better when we can focus on the things that create the most impactful and meaningful outcomes. And so to say that, I want to go back to the five types for just a minute that I was talking about yesterday. When you look at the five types in human design, there is the manifester, there is the generator, there's a manifesting generator, there's a projector, and there's a reflector. And so yesterday I talked about some nuances of each of those types. I also shared some follow-up where I gave you sort of an outline of what, what each type is like, what they respond to, how they show up. And we talked about their strategy, which their strategy is how they make decisions. Their strategy is how they process the world around them, right? It's how they know their yeses and their noes. And so for a manifester, their strategy is to respond, their, their strategy is to inform and initiate. So a manifester is here to create this space of newness. They bring visions, they get these urges, they drop down, they get these kind of like pops 
And then their opportunity, their strategy is to stay in a space where they can inform and initiate. Now, their signature is all about peace. Notice how I didn't say it's about how much shit they can get done. Their signature. So the way that they feel whole is to create space that feels as if they're bringing peace. Every decision they make is, is this bringing me peace or not? Is this creating peace or not? So when you look at a manifester whose strategy is to inform and initiate, they have this signature of peace. Now let's look at the generators, the two kinds of generators. There's the generator and then there's a the manifesting generator. Generators are here to respond. They're here to respond to life. They're here to respond to the urges and the, the humming that, that shows up in their body, right? And a lot of times they get this visceral feeling about something that is like a uh-huh or an uh-uh. So it's this very red, deep resonance in their gut, literally in their sacral that says yes or no. And so they're responding to life. They're responding to people. They're responding to these ideas that get initiated and informed and put out into a way that they're creating something. Generators are here to respond to that. They're here to then put that work into motion, really deep, masterful work. And so when you think about a generator, their signature, and this is so fascinating to me, their signature is all about satisfaction. Again, notice how I said it's not about getting shit done. It's not about being busy. It's not about achievement. It's not about accomplishment. It's not about hustling. It's about satisfaction. Now let's think about most of us. That is so far, a concept so far from us. It's something we don't even know how to tangibly touch. It's amazing to me. Um, Tony Robbins had said something once where he said, there's two sciences we get to master in this lifetime. One is the science of achievement, which, you know, anybody that's been quote successful by cultural terms knows what that looks like. But the other one he said is the science of fulfillment. Think about how much we have to learn in that space, right? We don't have a culture that allows us that space. And here's what I want you to realize. The bulk of us and how we're, how we're designed is nothing around accomplishment and achievement. So then you move into the manifesting generator who their strategy is to respond, to inform, and to initiate which means they are responding to life and then they are informing what's coming through for them, asking for what they need, sharing their ideas, and they are initiating just like the manifestors do and putting that into action. Again, their signature is both satisfaction and peace. So again, notice how there's nothing about what they're accomplishing, what they're achieving and how they're getting shit done. So then you move into the projector. The projector is the only one in the design that actually has a signature around success. Yet I will tell you that when you contemplate what success means from a projector's lens, it's still not in the, the way that we define it in our culture or the way that we've gotten hung up in everything that we need to be achieving and what we're doing, et cetera, et cetera, right? And so Rolando, welcome. Uh, Rolandito, help. Welcome. I see that you joined. Um, and so I want you to recognize that while it, they're here for success, it's not the success we think it is. It's, it's defined differently. It looks differently. And then the reflectors are actually here. The reflectors are here in a way where um, 
actually lost my note. They are here for surprise. They actually want to live life to its fullest. It's all about engaging in life. And it's, it's this idea of surprise. And it's, it's around another level of fulfillment. It's about bringing the joy and the energy of life. And so when you look at the, the projector, they actually have then that lunar cycle or the projector has, um, they need to wait for the invitation or to be recognized. So to back up, the projector has a strategy that is all around how they show up and they need to wait for the invitation and then or to be recognized and they have this signature of success and success looks very differently than what we have as kind of our cultural norm. And then the reflector is here as someone to embrace and experience the joy, the energy of life. They're here for that, that that's the space of surprise. Hey, Kyle, how are you? Um, and then they have to wait through that lunar period, right? So when you look at, okay, 20% of the population is a projector-ish, and even if that, you know, you want to say, well, they're here for success. 20% is about what we're achieving in the, the realm of how we're bringing these projects to life and how we're completing them. 80% of us are designed in a way that goes against everything that's set up in our culture. It's designed for peace. We're designed for peace, satisfaction, fulfillment, joy, and surprise. So you wonder why so many people feel burnt out, so many people feel overwhelmed, so many people feel anxious. It's because we keep pushing up against our natural way of being, our natural design, our natural energetic blueprint that says this is what we're here to do. We're here to experience and enjoy the fulfillment of life, not hustle and wind and grind and get shit done and like worry about more, 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 and how much stuff we produce. It's about, is what we're doing meaningful, impactful? Is it creating influence? Is it creating change? Is it creating movement forward? And is it coming from a place of service? So that walks me into what I want to talk about today. Today is part two. Today, I want to talk about the profiles, which is sort of, this is the role. This is what you came to do, right? And inside the profiles, there's six lines. So there's six lines that are connected to us based on how we're energetically designed. And there is the subcon there's the conscious line and there is an unconscious line. And so if you were, if you've ever looked at your chart, if you've ever done any work in human design, and again, I think this is so fascinating because I not only think this is something that we look at in terms of how we work, I think we look at it in terms of how we raise our kids. When you look at, and I have a client right now, and I mentioned this yesterday, she is a manifesting generator. So she moves very fast. She has, she's here to respond, inform, and initiate. And she has a signature of satisfaction. So what, how she's wired is very, different than her projector daughter who is here for an and 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 resemblance of success a definition of success that they define and is here to wait for an invitation or be recognized in their gifts so if she has a projector daughter and she has a generator son how she's going to communicate what she's going to put in place for those two kids is going to be very different. They're two very different energetic beings. And when we can understand that, we not only can look at how and we're communicating and what we're doing with our kids differently, we can also look at how we're communicating, how we're engaging, interacting with our teams differently, our communities, our families, whatever it might be. Because when we start to take the opportunity to look at our own lens to say, hmm, that makes so much sense. I see how I'm wired. Hey, Brandy, I see how I'm wired. 
It gives me the opportunity to be in a space to say, wait a minute, no wonder why this always felt like a challenge for me, or no wonder why this always feels like, oh, I'm so stuck, or the pressure's building, because it's not me standing in a space that works for me. Now, there's areas in our design that is opportunities for growth. It's opportunities for us to contemplate. It's opportunities for us to dig deep and look at how we can work through some of that conditioning, work through that programming, work through those fears, work through the things that are holding us back to walk us into a space where we can unlock our gifts. So there's that aspect, but there's also an aspect where you get to go, I'm not meant to be put in a box. So like as a manifesting generator, when I literally struggled so many times in so many ways in my life, because no matter what I was doing, it wasn't fitting the box that I was supposed to be in. Well, when you look at my design, I'm not here to be in a box. And so when I can give myself permission to say, I'm supposed to lead differently, I'm supposed to show up differently, then it becomes effortless. And so this idea of struggle, and it's one of the reasons I want to get into the lines today and talk about your profile, is because we keep thinking we need to show up like somebody else. And, and I talked about that before, you know, a struggle and comparatitis, comparatitis, however you want to say that, I'll make up words. Um, we create struggle that's unnecessary for ourselves. Some struggle is here to remind us of how to come back to ourselves and to unlock those gifts that need to be unearthed, that need to be brought, light needs to be brought to them, to be brought into service um, and how we guide and how we lead and how we connect and communicate with others. and some of those things show up, the struggle is things that we're putting on ourselves because we keep judging ourselves based on somebody else's design. And so let me give you an example. Like I said, there's 12 profiles, but essentially there's six lines that make up the 12 profiles. So while I'm not going to talk about the profiles themselves exactly, because I actually want to offer you the invitation to contemplate the lines so that you can start to contemplate what your profile might mean for you versus me giving you an overgeneralization that then again feels like it's going to put you in a box. I don't want to put you in a box today. I want to give you some food for thought to think about what this means for you. And so in the six lines, every one of us has a profile. And I'll give you an example. I am a 6-2. And so I'm an emotional 6-2 manifesting generator. The 6-2 is my profile. So the six, because that's the first number, that is my conscious line. That is what's known as my personality side of my energetic blueprint. It is the side that I am probably most connected to. It's my personality. It's, it's the energy that I feel about myself and what a lot of, what everybody feels about me, right? My six is about... It's it's that space of, and when you look at your conscious sun and your conscious earth and you look at plants and all that, that's a lot deeper. And I get into that in some other areas. Um, it's 70% of your energy. It resides in that first line. It's your personality. It's, it's how you show up in the world and it's what resonates most for you. Okay. So that's the conscious line. The second line, my two, is an unconscious line. It's your design side of your blueprint. And so here's what's interesting about that. Your second line, so the six is my, my conscious line. My six, I'm really aware of. And for the longest time, it's the only way I identified myself. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. My two line, while I felt it, 
I don't know if I really knew that about myself. The pandemic really brought my two line out. And again, I'll, I'll give you kind of an example about that in just a moment. But the two is this unconscious space. It's our, it's our innate design. Your two, though, is the area of the people that are around you the most, the people that know you most intimately, the people, a lot of times your family, your team members, they see your unconscious line and it's they often have the opportunity to pull those gifts out of you. So the reason why I'm not going to be like, oh, a six, two looks like this. I'm going to talk specifically about the six line and I'm going to talk specifically around the two line is because I want you to be in a space to contemplate because everything we do is about contemplating this process for yourself. It is not about putting you in another box. It is not about me giving you my version of what a 6-2 means based on my experience with it. It's about you understanding the nuances of each of the individual lines so that you can be in a space to then contemplate and say, how is that showing up for me in my life? And where might there be opportunity now that, oh, now that I hear you say that, Candy, whoa, that's actually like, that's kind of on point. That's pretty powerful. And I never even thought about the holy shit, right? Like that. I didn't even think that, whoa, I need to think about that for a minute. We need to give ourselves that pause to, to like let ourselves settle in and be figure out what resonates. And again, if you remember me talking about contemplation, contemplation changes within any, any given moment of time. Contemplation is a space that you get to sort of feel in and it's an active space. It's not like meditation. Meditation is a slow down stillness that you're actually getting these hits to come in. Um, and it's not a concentration. You're not forcing yourself to think, oh, what does that mean for me? It's an active fluidity that allows you to just kind of marinate. And so you may take whatever I say and whatever's kind of landing for you and maybe go for a walk or wash the dishes, or vacuum, or take a shower, or something that your body is in motion, and you're kind of like, well, it's kind of like when I walk and I listen to an audiobook. I'm listening, but I'm not fully like concentrating. I'm letting what needs to drop in, drop in, and like the, the hits just kind of pop, and the downloads come, and it that's contemplating. You're, you're sort of in this active, fluid, kind of asleep, really awake, in between dance, in between. Um, and so this is what I want you to do. I want you to contemplate. I want you to contemplate how what this means for you because the work, the work that's possible is then aligning this to the things that you want to call forward and the things you want to manifest is why I get so excited about this. I'm just talking to somebody about this last night too, when she was telling me that she was a six, two generator and like we went through this whole, or maybe she was a four, six, I don't know. Anyway, going down these rabbit holes, that's the contemplation, right? You can keep going down the rabbit hole and at any point in time, something else might drop in. And so I want you to have your interpretation of what this means for you, not my interpretation of what this means for you. Now, that being said, there's still the caveat that I'm going to give you my interpretation of each of the lines as I've learned them, as I've been trained, as I've done the, the work. Um, so take that with a grain of salt. This is not to say this is forevermore. You're in this box. This is what it looks like. If you're a line, whatever, right? If you're a six, this is your, this is everything about you. No, it's to say, oh, where do I see the resonance? Ooh, that feels really, that really hits. That's really juicy, right? And so I want you, let's talk about the six lines. The first line, line one. And again, if it shows up on your conscious side, so on your chart, when you look at your chart, and I'll show you mine again, for those of you that haven't seen a human design chart, this is the crazy rabbit hole and the map that you can go down. There is just an adventure waiting for you. And let me make sure it's on both screens here because I got cameras like, 
all different angles going on. The black side is your conscious side. This is your personality. These are the things that you probably resonate with most. The red side is your unconscious and it's that design side, which more times than not, you may not see it for yourself. Other people may have to pull that out of you, or it's only in looking at the shadows that may show up that you may be able to unlock some of the, or some of the things that are holding you back. You need to actually have some of that space to contemplate, to know how to bring some of those gifts forward. But those around you probably see those things coming out in you because they are things that feel natural that you just think, oh, it just is easy. So like those areas that you're like, well, doesn't everybody else? And you're like, that's just easy it probably lays in that unconscious line for you, right? Okay, so line one, are you guys ready? Line one, line one is known as the investigator. Line one is all about curiosity. They are all about knowledge and wisdom, but like in a way that's very factual, very data research. They want to go down the rabbit hole to do the deep research. These are your people that the line ones love mastery. They like to have all their T's crossed, all their I's dotted. They like to be in a space where they know, they know everything they need to know. And so I say that because sometimes analysis paralysis can knock them out a little bit, but they have an insatiable curiosity about how things work, about what things are. Um, and so they're going to go down a space to cultivate data and information. They are on a quest to research. They're investigators. They want to dig in. They want to peel it back. They want to know how the thing works. They want to unwind it. They want to pull it apart. They want to see how it goes back together. They are curious by nature. Um, they need to build a solid foundation and have a sense of safety around them. They, security is really, really, really big. They also need to know that they have everything they need. And so sometimes, like I said, that analysis paralysis can hold them back um, because they feel like they need all of the pieces before they can move forward. And so if this is a first line for you. You probably know this about yourself. If this is your conscious side, you're like, yep, nope, that's me all day long. I, I want to know how things work. I want to get into the deep. I want to build mastery. And so their role they are a learner. They are a truth seeker. They are very all about the truth, the facts, like how something comes together. They're the searcher. They're inquisitive. They want to ask all the questions. They want to be very, they are not someone that would ever show up and wing it ever. They are going to be someone that needs to be prepared no matter what. They have, and when I say prepared, they have the first aid kit in their car. They have, like, they are prepared for everything. They won't show up like I ah, man, you'll find this in my lines. I can show up and wing it. I actually like to show up and wing it. I can draw from just my wisdom and know and trust. And sometimes actually for me, if I were to over prepare for things, I can't show up in my truth. Oh, line one, absolutely the opposite. They want to be very prepared and they want to seek to be an authority or have mastery of their subjects. Okay. So this is really important for line one. It's all about mastery. It's all about being an authority. It's all about truth. Um, and it's all about investigating and learning and seeking that knowledge um, so that they can be prepared for how they need to show up in the world. Right. And so they love to jump down rabbit holes. They jump down rabbit holes differently than I do again, because I'm a different line, but they like to go down a rabbit hole and they like to keep going down that same rabbit hole. I kind of like to hop between rabbit holes and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and then whatever they find fascinating and interesting. If something is of interest to them, they will go down, they will go deep. 
Um, they search for truth, meaning, and depth, and they have a mantra. And I love this because I'm going to share these after the, the call like I did yesterday. I have some cheat sheets for y'all um, that kind of like lay this out. What are each of the lines? And I put together a mantra for each of the, the lines. So this one for them, their mantra is knowledge is power. Knowledge is power for a line one. Okay. So the line two then I'm a line two on my unconscious line. And so this is one I've had to get to know um, over the last couple of years. It's the pandemic and has really given me an opportunity to get to know my two line on a very intimate level. The two line is known as the hermit. So a lot of people, and especially when you hear the six line for me, would be like that see me and don't know me intimately would think that I'm not an introvert. Because again, we think, oh, I have a lot of big energy. I'm very expressive. I like to be out. I'm on stage. I do a lot of training. Yes. And at my core, in my design, I'm a, I'm a deep introvert. And it's interesting because when I said this to a friend of mine once, I'm a hermit. I'm a crab. I want to go in my shell. Um, I, I talked to a friend of mine that's known me for over 40 years. And she said, of course, you're an introvert. And I said, what? I said, I always thought I was an extrovert. She's like, no, of course you're an introvert. She goes, how do you recharge? She goes, no one can find you. You're on a trail, you're in a book, or you're in a corner somewhere caving out, which by the way, my environment's cave too. So that just adds another layer. Talk about that another day. And being the hermit, right? So I need deep, deep, deep. And I'm going to talk about this and I can talk about this a little bit more because this is my line. I need deep, 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 deep periods of solitude. I need deep periods to go deep and dark and like away from the world. My best creations, my best creativity. In fact, the work that I'm doing for my current container that I built works best when I have the fireplace going, when I'm tucked in, in my chair, when I can just get creative. Some of the stuff I created as follow up for this today, I did last night because I was in my cave. I do my best creative work when my environment feels like I can tuck away from the world. When, and if you looked at my office, you can see my walls back there. I have this space. I'm very much tucked into a cave because I feel and can perform at my highest and best capacity. I'm a hermit. Now, a hermit also brings natural gifts to the table, gifts that they're not aware of and gifts that oftentimes they cannot explain how they know what they know. And one of my biggest frustration points growing up was when I would say something or do something and someone's like, how did you know how to do that? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, well, you have to know. And people would really push. And so watch if you have a line two on your conscious side, this probably resonates with you a lot on your unconscious side. Um, you've probably found yourself getting tripped up a lot. People needing to and demanding that you explain how you know what you know. You're not here to explain that. And so when you can finally give yourself permission to release that pressure, um, oh my God, it's so freeing. I will say that from experience and just know that you have this, you're naturally talented. You have this way of, and so you are the one for sure that when you say, but it's just easy, what do you mean you don't know how to do it? Like you don't understand that what's easy for you is oftentimes not easy for other people. And it is actually part of what you're here to teach. And so it was one of the biggest learnings for me. Um, hey, Lisa, you have um, no idea how empowering and free this was for me. Yeah, I know you have a line too, too. So this is probably really resonating. How freeing it was for me when I realized, oh, just because it's easy for me, just because it feels natural for me, doesn't make it easy for someone else. And it changed the way I started to teach and train. I started to slow things down to say, oh, wait, 
this actually might be the very thing that I am here to train. And so the you line twos out there, if you have something that you're really, that just naturally comes to you so easy, like it, it's just like, it's mindless. You don't even know how you know how to do it or how you know what it is, or like you can't explain it. That's the thing that probably is what you're here to teach. One of the things that is your gift. And what you need is people around you that can see that, that can draw that out in you. Again, they want to draw you out of your shell. You're a hermit because here's what will happen with a hermit. If not pulled out, they will retreat. And I will tell you, I've had some friends check in sometimes like, we haven't heard from you in a while. Are you still alive? Because I can go so deep in my little two shell that I'm like, yeah, really? I don't want to people. I don't want to people. I don't want to people. I don't want people. And I can turn a sabbatical into a really long time where I'm like, yeah, I'm just going offline and I'm going dark. I need sometimes people to pull me out, remind me that my gifts are needed. And so twos need to surround themselves with people that are going to reach in. They are also here to teach us ease and grace. Because they have such a natural way they can do things, they're here to help people realize that we don't need to have the, the effing struggle all the time, that we can actually be in a place where life can be much easier, right? So I love that, Lisa. Awesome. Um, and so they love solitude. Here's the thing. If you've got somebody that's got a two line in their life, stop making it about you when they need time alone. It's not about you. They need time alone and you need to honor that. It is not about you when a two changes their mind and says, I don't want to go out with a group of friends right now. I'm going to stay in tonight. It's not about you. It's about the fact that they're needing to recharge deeply and they need to go into their shell. And so they, they love and crave and need people that honor that space of solitude for them. Their mission is to dance in their natural gifts and to share what they know. And their mantra Again, because I've created mantra for each one. If the mantra for the line one is knowledge is power, the mantra for the line two is time alone truly feeds my soul. And when I say that, I'm going to say that as someone who really says time alone, like alone. I don't mean being in the same room with me, right? I mean alone. Like you will see me go somewhere off on a trail. Nature is really important for line twos because that's that space where they can find that solitude. It's that space where they can be alone. They can recharge. They can ground themselves. But time alone truly feeds your soul. All right, moving on. Line three is known as the martyr. Okay, before y'all get wound up, which most of my clients do, when you hear that you're called the martyr, stop. You are here as the martyr who is to experience life. And the thing is, you can get caught in the victim mentality easier than some of the others when you don't re recognize that you're actually here to fail. I want you to understand, and I'm going to say that again, line threes, whether it's in your conscious side or your unconscious, you actually are here to fail in some capacity because your entire life or that side of your energy is all about trial and error and ex experimentation. It's all about the only way you can really learn and integrate is by experimenting. It's by seeing what doesn't work as well as what does. And I think about the Einstein uh, quote where when he was interviewed about the light bulb and other things and they asked him, you know, how, how did you feel about failing 10,000 times? He's like, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I just figured out 10,000 ways it doesn't work. And I always use the analogy, and this is especially for my threes, to give you permission so that you're not in that victim mentality. It's like, why am I always failing? Oh my God, I failed again. Why? Every time I try something, I fail. Because here's the thing, you actually likely are going to fail first before you figure it out. Your whole 
energy is around trial and error. I want you to look at this little pad. This is a mistake. 3M, it's also 3M's largest line of business is their post-it business. Whether it's the big post-it pads, everything they do post-it is one of their biggest lines of business revenue generators. And this is a mistake. This came, the glue that is used, the adhesive that is used for post-it was designed for something else initially. And it failed because it didn't have the strength to hold what they wanted to hold together. Somebody then said, and probably was a five, and I'll get to that in a minute. A five probably looked at the fact that the three went, oh my God, this isn't working. And the five line said, wait, what if, and I just realized I put these papers together and they kind of stick. What if somebody came up with an idea that this then became a thing? So I want you to realize that, yeah, right? Because I love, by the way, if you can, this is just two of my colors. I've got post-its everywhere. Um, so I am so grateful for the fact that there is this place of a mistake that turned into something else. And so three lines, if I could offer you anything, it's the space and grace to recognize failure is your superpower. I'm going to say that again. Failure is your superpower because it's only in what doesn't work that you can learn how to bring truth to different things. And so you're whole, you're a sampler. You're here to test things. So imagine you got this big smorgasbord of ideas. You're here to try it on a whole closet full of clothes. Not everything's going to fit you. Think about the fact that the universe is kind of like the ultimate Amazon, right? You get to like, oh, I think I want that color and that color and that color. And then you put it on, you're like, holy crap, that looks like shit. You're like, okay, great. I'm just going to send it back. And that's what you're here to do. You're literally just here to sample life and taste it. And then from that sampling, I want you to decide what things fit. And then what you do is you share that and you communicate that with others. And so you need room to fail. You need a lot of room to fail, right? And so Lisa, I love that Cruz felt aligned with awesome. I love this. I love what I hear. You guys are so aligned in this, a hermit alignment. Yep. See, there's the line too. Fabulous mistake. Yep. All shapes and colors, highlighter junkie for sure. So when you get in that space and you recognize that your power is in the failure, your power is in playing with experimentation. It's sampling things. It's tasting things. Failing is all part of your process and journey. When you embrace that, you then allow that martyr to serve you versus hold you back. Because again, when you allow cultural conditioning, when you allow our society to say, it's wrong to fail. Oh my God. And by the way, one of the best books for a line three failing forward, please read that book. It's amazing. It's by John C. Maxwell. It's all about how we fail. It's the only way we can grow and the only way we can succeed. You are the epitome and model that when you embrace it. And so you here, you love to roll up your sleeves, dig in and just jump in and play. You're here to play with life. You're here to experiment. Imagine life as the ultimate laboratory. It's just a play space for you. And then embody resiliency. It's all about you creating a resilient muscle and playing in life as a game. Don't sit on the sidelines. You are here to be an active player in the game. If you have a line three and your mantra is my mess is my message. You are without a doubt here to take all of that messy experimentation, all of that stuff and share with us your learnings, your findings, your truth. That's where you're magical.
Okay, do you see the difference in these? Line one's this investigator that's all about the data, the research, the knowledge, going deep, mastery, authority. Oh my God, knowledge is power. The two is a hermit who has these natural gifts that just show up, they can't explain. And oftentimes they just want to take those gifts retreat and hide from the world. They need someone to draw them out and remind them that while alone time is something they truly feel is their soul, the world needs their gifts. They need to put that into the world. Three lines need to remember that their mess is their message, that they are here to dance in all that is messy, all that is chaotic, all that is just life as a laboratory. They're here to dance in it. They're here to play in it. And they're here to be an active player, not sit on the sidelines. So then we move into line four. And by the way, I just love talking about this. Oh my God. Oh, I forgot how much I just love talking about this. Line four is the opportunist. Line four is all, all about relationships. Like your theme is love. If you could walk around, you are the love, you are, you are all about love all day, all long. And all you want to do is connect people together. You are the connector, the networker. You are all about creating healthy relationships, dynamics, and networks. It's all about how you can bring influence to a group of people that are your people. And I say your people because it's not necessarily that you have big networks. You have really deep, really rich, really meaningful connections and networks. And so... You are the confidant. You are everybody's friend. You are the nurturer. You are the person who realized the power of connection and relationship more than anybody. Like you legitimately, everything you do is coming from this heart-centered space that says we need to we need to join forces. We need to connect. Now, where you can get a little stuck is when you are giving to everyone all the time. So Lisa, listen up. When you were giving to people all the time, when you were the people pleaser, when you were out there worried about how everybody else is connecting, how everybody else's relationships doing, how everybody else is feeding themselves and you forget to take care of yourself. So when you don't recognize that you need also to nurture the relationship with yourself, there has to be this beautiful balance. There has to be this dance. There has to be this harmony that says, I need a good amount. Lisa, the fact that you're a two, four, you probably sense that anyway, because you've got a little bit of that hermit. You got that hermit in you and the, the hermit's up front, your hermit naturally wants to retreat, but it's that space of in your relationships for a four, especially you need to recognize that you cannot just give to everybody else and help them in their relationships and help them connect and feel that place of love. You have got to find that space for yourself as well. That balance is absolutely critical. And it's here what it's actually here. It's part of what you're here to teach. You're here to show and demonstrate the, the beautiful magic in the healthy relationships with yourself and with others and how we nurture and we create space for both. So it's really, really essential that you do that. Um, you are here, like you're, you love, love, love people. You love, love. <laughs> you love the feeling of people being connected. And so your mission is to build uplifting and heart-centered communities. You really want people to know they're part of something together. And your mission, your mantra, if you had one, would literally be what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Like that is your mantra. Like you really show up in the world embodying what the world needs needs now. It's love, sweet love, right? That's like your space. And so for the fours, 
Yes. And just remember to show some of that love to yourself, right? It's really important that you're not just giving that love to everybody else, that you're people pleasing, that you're, you're in service. Service is a really big thing for a line four. You are here to contribute. You are here to be of service um, and service really drives you. Just make sure your service is not taking you away from filling your cup back up. Okay, so really important for line four. Um, sing it. I know. I can't believe I just sung on video. That's really bad. I'm sorry if dogs are barking. That's, you know, it just, yeah, it is what it is. So anyway, line five. Okay, line five is the heretic. You are the ultimate problem solver. You are the fixer. You are the helper. You are the person that can see a solution that the rest of us are banging our freaking head against. So if you got a line five and you're like, man, I just like, you can see this, the, the solution. Like you can see the thing. You are the ultimate problem solver. The area that you're going to get tripped up is in the fact that, oh, I love that. Felt the low vibe. You are going to get the, the area that trips up the line fives is when you allow people to either put you in a box or put you on a pedestal. You, there's a propensity for line fives. You're a natural leader. Um, you are here. You create a great amount of influence. You are the ultimate problem solver. You can see things and people may revere you as a celebrity, as a hero, as the, as the person that's going to take care of them. And one of the things you need to realize is you are not here to fix every problem. You are not here to solve every problem and you are not here to fix people. You are here to solve the right problems and help others solve problems as well. And so there's a balance for you that comes in and knowing when to swoop in and when to back up and let others do their thing. Because a line five has a hero complex, either by themselves or because others put them in that position because you do fix things. You are the fixers. Now, in your relationships, you've probably had to really watch that propensity of wanting to fix one of your things may be, do you need me to fix this or do you need me to just listen? Five sometimes really got to work on that listening skill so that they don't swoop in when, they don't, when they're not asked to and try to fix something that's not theirs. And so they need people who understand them deeply. Oops, they, that's the six. It's, you need, they need to remember it's not their responsibility to fix every problem or fix everybody. Um, be careful that you don't get revered as a hero or a savior. People will look to you to save the day. Um, and so, hey, Jenna. And so really being mindful of that, right? Um, they love to solve problems. These are people that like a puzzle of any kind. They love to solve problems. Um, and they like to show up in life with some flair. They have a little bit of, I have, I know several fives in my life that, man, they got some flair. They got some pizzazz. They like to show up a little bit. Um, and so they are here. They're here to provide value in bringing solutions to the problems others can't find the answers to. And so that's, it's a, it's a gift. It's, it's, it's crazy to watch a five in their magic. And their mantra is everything is figure outable everything. There is no problem that doesn't have a solution. That is literally how they're wired. And they will show you that that's true. And they live by that space of everything is figure outable. And I guarantee if you get to a place where you have exhausted every idea you can think of, and you still can't get there, call a friend that's a five line and say, this is the problem and let them ruminate on it. And they will find a solution for you. I promise you that is their magic. That is their gift. So then lastly, 
Um, oh my gosh, I run all of my family's charts, Lisa. I do connection charts between them. It's amazing. And like I've said, even at the beginning, I think it's really powerful when you look at your kids, how you're raising them, how you're communicating with them. I do this with organizations and teams. So I do this in all of my strategy work. We look at human design. We look at things um, just like we would a disc assessment where we go much deeper looking at and evaluating. Let's see the energetic blueprint makeup of your team and your organization. Um, it's really powerful in how people choose to lead and what they know. And it's a game changer for sure. Um, so the line six, I'm a line six on my conscious line is the role model. So this is a natural leader. This is someone who actually is here for three very specific transitionary periods in their life. It's the only line that has a three distinct phases. So there's zero to 28 it's 28 to 50 and then it's 50 on, right? And so zero to 28 is the space of experimentation, play, learning, getting your ass handed to you and kicked. Um, I will say a lot of sixes, and I, I can attest to that, experience far more challenges than say maybe some of the other lines. We are here to experience a lot of life in that zero to 28, zero to 30 kind of time frame. Um, and in many cases, it can be very challenging. You can get your ass handed to you. Um, it can be very trauma inducing. It can be very abusive. And uh, anyone that knows my background, there's a whole lot of that. Um, so there's a lot you're bumping up against in that, in that first phase of your life. The second phase, which I'm about to come off of now, is known as being on the roof. And so the second phase is this contemplation phase, honestly. It's an observation. It's, it's where you're observing and being observed. But it's the space of where you're looking at that trajectory of the first phase and you're trying to make it make sense. You want to bring through the meaning of what that is. There's, there's a wisdom that you glean in understanding the trials and tribulations and the stuff that showed up in that first phase. And so there's a meaning you're bringing forward in addition to watching the sort of interactions and the play that's going on in the world. And so as a six, that, that third, that 28 to 50, and I'm, I'm about to be 50 and I can feel this shifting happening for me. And it's part of why some of you that have been following me, you've probably noticed there's a, there's an energetic tone that's changing. There's a resonance that's changing because I'm feeling more and how the aligned as fuck platform came from a space where I'm really clear how I'm showing up and what's being called from me to serve and how I'm, I'm, I'm here to teach. And, and because the, the, the sixth line is the teacher, the role model. Um, they, they lead by example, by living in their truth and their alignment. Um, so it's, it's dropping in that space, right? Because this, this up on the roof space is trying to bring it all to make sense to it in a contextual way and gather all of the insights, the wisdoms and the perspective you've gleaned as a result. So that as you move into that 50 on, you now are standing in your truth in, in that space of deep wisdom, that all you are doing is living your life by the values of what that wisdom has taught you. And by doing that, you are empowering and leading others to do the same. And so the sixth line has those three distinct phases. And so they need people that understand them deeply. They are constantly in an evolutionary process. They contemplation is definitely a six line thing for shorts. Everybody's, but it's a big thing where they are in, a, they're always evolving the meaning behind the experiences that they had at any certain point 
than their light. They also, those of you that have a six line, you probably can look back and say, holy shit, somewhere around 28, I had a really big, profound, defining moment. I had one and it was a rock bottom moment for me. I will talk about it again. I think I actually did a podcast episode on this a while back. It was about uh, a student I was working with and it was a, it was like a brought me to my knees. Whoa. I got to actually create a lot of forgiveness and I got to embrace my past, but it was a very clear defining moment. And I've had Peyton transitioning my sabbatical last year. I'm having a lot of very defining transitional moments moving into my next phase. And so that six has those three, those three things. They're here to experience life and draw and understand the meaning of it out. Um, and to share that, they show others how to live in their truth. Again, aligned as fuck, right? <laughs> um, and then their mantra is, I'm here to walk my talk. So the sixth line, especially as they keep evolving, the, the middle can be a little messy as well. Um, as they keep evolving, you will see that they are they are the leaders that are showing up standing in the space to walk their talk. Um, they lead by example. They don't lead by force. They don't lead by anything other than I'm going to choose to do me. And by doing me, I give others permission to do the same. That me standing in my truth, me speaking my truth, me bringing that wisdom forward. Um, it is that space. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. I appreciate that. And so I want you to think about the resonance of those, right? This is your opportunity to contemplate that. I mean, this is powerful. This is just your lines. This is the profile. And what I think is so fascinating about this chart, just again, to show you mine, here's the six, two emotional manifesting generator that I am. Ooh, for those of you who can see it. Um, what's interesting is we can look at any aspect of this chart and come up with some clarity around how we're wired. You can come up with spaces in this chart and say, oh, that makes sense. But notice that this chart is dynamic. This chart has a lot of moving parts and pieces. And like I said yesterday, the, there's multiple puzzles inside the puzzle. There's multiple maps inside the map. And so it's not a one size fits all. It's not, here's the thing. If you're like, well, some of that resonates with me and some of it doesn't, it's because you also have gates and channels and you have open centers. And tomorrow we're going to talk about defined and undefined centers. And we're going to talk about where some of that conditioning gets in, where the blocks might be. But it's a matter of there's so many pieces to the puzzle. And this is why you can get overwhelmed and get kind of kicked out of wanting to be in this. And or you can or you can create a space of curiosity. It's like, ooh, wow. Every time I look at this, something new drops in every rabbit hole I go down around human design. And I, like I said, I've been doing this deeply for five years now. And I work with my clients on this. And every time, and in fact, today I was researching, I've got a client this afternoon who is like 2.8% of the population. Her profile is so unique that it took me down another rabbit hole because I was like, oh, she is really a unicorn. And what does that mean? And like, let's play with that. It just opens up another layer of understanding. And so this is some of the beautiful thing that we can either stay in the struggle and keep beating our head against a freaking proverbial wall of everybody else's programming and conditioning and get ourselves all jacked up because we think we got to act a certain way or think we got to fit a certain box and can't understand why we don't. Oh my God, it's just got to be so hard. And if I hear another person tell me how hard their life's got to be or <laughs> We can step into space to say, what if I got a deeper understanding of my own wiring and I gave myself permission to play in that? I let myself contemplate the resonance so that I could see what's possible for me. Wow, wouldn't it feel different to create ease and grace and satisfaction and joy? And like, what if it didn't have to be so hard? Because here's the thing, it doesn't. 
the minute I started getting into my human design and understanding layers of shit just fell off. The struggle just not to say that there isn't still things that I, I bounce up against, but I have different tools to look at them. I, I, last year when I was taking out my sabbatical, I literally at one point went, I need to go back to my design. I hadn't been in it in a while. And I was like, I started mapping and I'm like, ah, oh, there it is. That's right there. That's what I'm feeling. Okay. Let it. Okay. Now I can let it go. This isn't mine. This isn't what I want to be stuck in. And I got to make a different decision, right? We still have free will through all of this. It's not to say, here's who you are forevermore. No, it's here to say, here's a guide. Here's a map so that you can understand yourself more. And so with that, once again, I want to just offer that if this is speaking to you on any level, if you are like, I would love some clarity on who I am. I would love some clarity on how I'm wired. I would love some clarity in terms of what that means in terms of the work that I'm here to do, how I show up, how I rest, how I play, what are my goals, what's the strat strategic framework. I invite you to check out the Dare to Awaken Your Dynamic Dream program and container that I've put together. We are going to kick things off February 22nd. I've got a kickoff call on the 20th, but we actually start the program. And here's the thing. While I would invite you to be part of the program live, because it does build the dynamic energetic container itself, there will also be replays because sometimes, and for some of your lines, you're like, it doesn't feel good to be in that trying to marinate and trying to do things. So then take the replay and do the self-study on your own time. You can do the program any way you want. Um, the container is seven weeks long and it's seven weeks to walk you into the strategic framework. You need to get clear on what you say you really want. Cause that's that in and of itself knocks us out. Sometimes we need to get clear on what we really want. And then we're going to overlay your wiring to say, let's look at your unique markers, your unique activators, your uniqueness, whether it be your open centers. Yeah, those open centers, they will kick you out. That is where most of your programming, the conditioning, the bullshit gets in. It's in your open centers. And we're going to talk about why. When you know that, you can change the game. Like you literally can change the game. And so I invite you to check that out. Because that seven weeks could be, will be pivotal to get you the clarity you want, will get you access on what's most meaningful for you, will help you step into a space to understand your own wiring, to give yourself permission to be aligned with it instead of trying to bump up against it and worrying about what everybody else is doing in another lane. It will give you a framework so that the inspired action has a place to just drop in so that you're doing your part for the universe. It'll give you a community. So you don't have to do this alone and it will help pull out some of your natural gifts and your superpowers along the way. And so I am super excited because this is the first time I'm offering a container like this. Um, I do this work. This is, this is what I do with my clients. You can't be a one-on-one -on -one client with me and not do this work. It's part of the, it's part of our, what we do. Um, and now I'm bringing it out so that I can, I can help more people. And so if it's resonating in any way, check it out. If you have questions, message me, I'm happy to answer those questions. Um, we're going to be keeping this, the enrollment open until the end of next week. Um, so give yourself the space to, to think about that and, uh, see what, what, what resonates and what doesn't. If it's a yes, you'll know it's a yes. And I invite you to join us in that container. So with that tomorrow, we're going to talk about centers centers, all of those nine centers that take the seven chakras and expand that out further. We're going to talk about what it means if it's defined versus undefined, your defined spaces being your superpowers, your undefined spaces being a lot of bullshit from programming, conditioning and stuff um, that you're absorbing and amplifying outside of yourself. So 
We will get into that. I will talk specifically about what each of those are. And uh, hopefully you are finding this uh, helpful, impactful. And with that, I just thank you all for showing up today. Lisa, thank you so much for the comments. Thank you all who are on Instagram. Some of you on Facebook, I can't see because you didn't come through on the, the thing. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, the rest of you, stay tuned because I will be dropping in some show notes uh, and some quick hit guides to remind you of what each of these lines are. But again, if you have any questions, would love to hear from you. Drop your comments. Uh, below. Let me know what you think. I'd love to know if you know your profile. Uh, let me know. So with that, I will catch up with y'all tomorrow. Same time, same bat station, 10 a.m. Central. Uh, we're going live once again tomorrow. So with that, I got to figure out how to turn all my stuff off. Bye y'all. Well, all right, y'all. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me today please hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. You can also find me out in the socials. In the meantime, remember, say yes to yourself, destroy the noise getting in your way, and live your life aligned as fuck. This is Candy Barone, and I will catch you next time.